Welcome to Campaign 2023 in Mansfield, and today we are talking City Council, and specifically Place 3. We appreciate you being here today. If you uh, want to find out more information about the About Mansfield podcast, uh, we urge you to, to, or at least invite you to head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and right there on the homepage is a subscribe to... And fill in your email address, and every time a new episode is released, you get an email stating a new episode has been released. Seated over here to my left, you're going to have to take me uh, for my word on that because this is audio. Uh, She really is seated to my left and is the managing editor for the Mansfield Record, and that is Amanda Rogers. Amanda, how do people subscribe to the Mansfield Record? You go to mansfieldrecord.com and you click on subscribe and it is free and you will get a weekly um, e-blast that will appear in your email. And they so they, they enter their email address too? Correct. Huh. Imagine that. Okay. As we've been doing with all the candidates for the school board and the city council, uh, Amanda and I, we have partnered the, well, let's say the About Mansfield podcast and the Mansfield Record have partnered in presenting these uh, these these interviews to you. Amanda and I are going to ping pong questions back and forth. In the studio today, running for place three is Scott Bowman. Hello. It's good to be here. And starting with the ping pong is, uh, I yield to the woman to my left. Let's start with Amanda. Scott, I feel like I have known you for a really long time, and I don't even know how we met. How long have you been in Mansfield? So my wife and I originally moved to Mansfield back in 2001. And uh, we started our family, uh, I guess, just prior to that. We moved here when my oldest was six weeks old (laughs) and wanted to find a place to plant some roots. And and we did that here in Mansfield. That is awesome. The question I've been asking everyone, uh, whether it's school board or city council, why are you running? Well, I'm running uh, mostly just to serve the citizens of Mansfield. I think I'm a qualified candidate. I'm active with my city. I want to see the the future of Mansfield uh, be bright and prosperous and want to serve uh, the, the citizens and the business owners here in Mansfield. Why do you think you're the best fit for this position? Well, there's a there's kind of a, a, a job description that I've, I've written for this position for, uh, as a city council member. Uh, it's a five-part uh, job responsibility. Uh, they're responsible for constructing, uh, questioning, reviewing, and approving a balanced annual budget. Uh, the second component of that is to amend and approve ordinances and policies and charter amendments here for the city. They act as the legislative branch. Uh, the third item uh, on the job description is they're responsible for zone changes and variances. The fourth bullet point would be the hire and review of uh, four positions within the city. And that's the city manager, the city secretary, the city attorney, and the municipal court judge. Mm-hmm. And then the final responsibility uh, is to listen and hear the people of the community. Uh, and set a vision for the future of Mansfield. And I think that I meet all of those requirements uh, based on the experience that I have with uh, working with other boards. As you know, I'm on the Parks Board, actively the president of the Park Board. I have also served on the um, Bond Committee back in 2022. 
uh, currently also on the future land use plan committee. I've also served with other committees outside of the city, including uh, working with Mansfield Mission Center and um, have been a driver for Meals on Wheels and also have been participating in the the Leadership Mansfield class of nine, the best class. The best well, Nine is up for debate because usually three oh, I'm is, sorry. is three is pretty good. Is the best class, oh, well, but I, I thought nine was the best class. The, a lot of a lot of times when someone is running for uh, a position, it's because they want to make change. Hmm. Let's kind of throw out a generic question here: of if you had an open slate. What would you change about Mansfield? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of areas of focus that we can we can concentrate on things that need some improvement. Um, maybe not even improvement, but just um, the ability to keep the keep that plate spinning, right? So, Mansfield's expected to grow quite a bit in the next several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say by 2040, you know, our population is going to be huge. There's a lot of different. Numbers that are thrown around. I like, we'll throw out 135. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing over 100,000, but all right. Some people will go all the way up to 150. You know, I'm just trying to be a little bit more optimistic, you know, reachable goals. Uh, If we get to be 135,000 people uh, in 15, 17 years, we've got to start making changes now, right? The old saying goes, you know, the best best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Uh, (laughs) Second best time is today. And so it's time to make a change and to continue uh, doing the great things that our council is doing right now um, and not go back to the way that we used to do things. The, um, some of those categories or those areas of focus uh, would be to improve our infrastructure. Um, it, it took me a little while to get over here to, to your studio today. Uh, traffic is a concern on everybody's mind, everybody who drives around. Without giving your specific address, uh, what what part of – the quadrants of Mansfield so, do you live in? Well, I, I live in quadrant two, if, okay. if you know the quadrants. But I I, uh, I live at the corner of Walnut Creek and Debbie Lane, uh, oh. one of the more congested areas, highly talked about. Everybody everybody spends a lot of lot of time talking about the traffic, and it's known for accidents also. Yeah, and so uh, coming from there uh, at the five o'clock hour, we're here at five p.m. or so. Uh, it took me a little bit longer than than I wanted to, and uh, infrastructure focusing on infrastructure is one of those things that I would like to to put at the forefront. Current council is working on that now. They've got 125 million dollars uh, allocated over the next five years towards uh, new uh, roads to to help alleviate some of those traffic concerns. They've also increased the the maintenance for uh, existing roads. Uh, I believe it was fifty percent back in twenty twenty one, and an additional ten percent on top of that last year. And so they're allocating money to um, to maintain what we have, and also earmarking that money for future projects. And I'm pretty excited about that. But it's not just a a silver bullet, right? We've got to approach these problems with multiple solutions. I think that providing uh, infrastructure in ways of you know, putting the right projects at the right place within the city uh, will be a key component to alleviating some of the traffic concerns and then also providing um, walkable communities where we can have mixed use where people are, are driving to a, a common space and then able to walk from a from a shop to another shop, maybe from a 
place where they've eaten to a place where they can uh, have some entertainment for the evening. Maybe have a local guitarist play, you know, for them. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody in particular? <laughs> so, so that's one area of focus. The second one I want to talk about is creating um, vibrant neighborhoods that have diverse housing types. Right now we have very large homes and we have apartments and, and we need to create opportunities for people to live in, somewhere between those, you know, the, the known missing middle. Mm. And we need to provide the opportunity for people to live in these places and be able to walk to those local guitarists, right? So, okay. So I just want to expand on that. So when you say diverse housing, what does that mean exactly? What do you mean? Does that mean like your house is red, my house is blue, and his is yellow? Or does that mean like his your house is three stories, mine's two, and Steve's is one? What does it mean? Right. So so the, the traditional way the, the developments have been done is is we create a a, a subdivision that is um, has has its certain goals. And we're gonna say we're gonna have a limit of twenty six hundred thousand square feet or twenty six hundred square feet on a this size lot and you know, twelve twenty two zoning. Right. Or um, we're going to have, you know, a PD that requires 3,000 square foot homes. Um, not everybody wants a 3,000 square foot home. My, my family has changed quite a bit since we moved here in 2001. Uh, when we moved here, we had a six-week-old baby. Now I've got two kids in college that are out of the house. We've gone from, you know, three people in the house or two and a half people in the house to seven, and now we're back down to five. And, and my daughter's in high school. She'll be leaving soon, too. And we needed the, our home needs are very different now than they were when we first moved here. But we love our neighborhood. We want to live where we're at. We love our neighbors. We love the, the pool. We love everything about my, my neighborhood. But we're, we don't need a 3,600-square-foot house. And so creating housing options, would, uh, an example would be being able to have a smaller home, being able to have different housing types all within a neighborhood, not a subdivision. Sure. Tearing down the walls between these subdivisions and the, and the next neighborhood over and allowing you to use our great park system trails to get from one place to another. That makes sense. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. So the, the next pillar that, uh, oh. that we would focus on is our local economy. Sure. We need to make sure that uh, we provide uh, places for our citizens to work. Right now, so many people leave, so many people come in. There's this huge exodus and entrance of, of cars that add to that traffic. It's a strain on our infrastructure. It's a strain on our nerves. We need to provide jobs here in Mansfield that uh, will work with the workforce that we have. And we also need to be able to train our people to work for the, those jobs as well. Finding housing for people who who work in the city, affordable housing that, and it, it seems like even those uh, right behind us is a warehouse where people work. I'm I have no idea what they make uh, on an hourly or even an annual salary, but a lot of them come from Waxahachie, Midlothian, mm -hmm. Rendon, and Lillian because they can't afford to live in Mansfield. Right. How do we fix that? Right. So there's a housing affordability problem. Right. And providing houses of, of different types, providing row homes, town homes, places that you can rent, that you can be proud that you're part of a community, and places that you can own where you're proud to be part of that community will help you know, get through that problem. It's the, the missing middle between the McMansions yeah. and the standalone apartments 
uh, that Mansfield needs. We need to strive for quality uh, and for the right type of property or the right type of residence for each person in whatever stage they're in. That would include you know, people like me who've, who've decided that we're going to live here forever to be able to age in place. Um, and it also would provide for those scenarios where you have maybe multiple generations where you might skip somebody in between where you have, you know, grandparents or uh, older couple, maybe raising a, a younger child where you now have those amenities nearby where you have parks close by and you have open space close by, but you also have grocery stores close by, which I'm sure the, the West side would love to see. Yes, they would. <laughs> um, Joe Smolinski has said in his State of the City address, he said that he um, sees the future of Mansfield being more focused on multi-use, like a something that is um, like where you can live up above and you can you can shop down below because the it's really just too expensive to maintain the infrastructure and the roads and have million houses. Um, what is your feeling about that? Right. So in the future land use committee that I'm mm -hmm. on right now. Uh, we've seen a, a couple of examples of that where you have a, an acre lot with a million-dollar home. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the, the amount on it. Um, and then the, the taxable income of that and the strain it puts on the city for that one specific residence versus um, that same lot with row homes mm -hmm. that you could put on there um, and, and the differences of how that works. And uh, Row homes are not necessarily mixed use or you know, could be a – a transition from a mixed use to residential even. But even in that example, we, we can see how the the city can benefit um, because that strain has is, is decreased considerably. The mixed use idea I think is, is great when you bring in unique destination dining and entertainment options and places that people want to go to. Those, those areas need to be activated all the time for for them to be able to be sustainable. And having that mixed use with the residents on top or the bro homes next to it or mm -hmm. the brownstones next to that you know, as it transitions to single family, it's important to have those people there that have access to those, those amenities, those mm -hmm. destinations. You talked uh, earlier about uh, the the possibility of a, of a walking type uh, of, of city. Uh, do you think our main street or downtown area – is currently healthy and successful, and if not, uh, what would you do to revitalize or help yeah. uh, bring downtown back to life? So I, I love downtown. I'm, yeah. I'm downtown every day. Yeah, I was going to say you are, yeah. And I am not driving through downtown when I'm there. I um, uh, I visit both sides of the street. Uh, I would love to see a crosswalk in the middle, but it's a little dangerous. You know, if or we were you just, could just play Frogger yes. and run across like the rest of us <laughs> If I were to try to, to just cross on a crosswalk, I, I, I don't have the confidence in a crosswalk. We need to do some, some work downtown. I think we need to slow down the speed limit. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion here recently. I, I went to the, a workshop or a, a subcommittee meeting, uh, the revitalization downtown subcommittee. Mm -hmm. And the topic was uh, numbers of cars, speed. Um, how to make it more walkable. And there were some great ideas being thrown around. And my favorite part of that meeting, I'll, I will say, is there were shop owners there that were participating as well. The, you know, the peanut gallery where I get to sit when, in these workshops or the, the subcommittee meetings, um, you know, 
owners of these businesses were back here listening and, and we were having little side conversations and uh, they were able to hear what kind of plans were coming in. And there's a lot of excitement about that. I would love to see downtown become a little bit more walkable, uh, definitely more shaded. We need some trees. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to reduce the number of lanes. We need to make sure we can keep the the semis out, the 18-wheelers out. There's signs now, but there's a couple of ways we can ensure that they don't go through, um, you know, with clearance and whatnot. And then uh, that will help downtown become more walkable. Um, I love the events that we have downtown. Pickle Parade was last month. It was amazing. Had a great time at Pickle Parade. Uh, my kids loved it. We we had a blast. We need to have more events like that. Maybe not that size all the time, um, but ways to get more people to come downtown. And then when they get there, they need to have the, those destinations available to them. Um. Recently, um, it was revealed that the um, city council is now receiving stipends in the in this current budget. What are your feelings about stipends for the council? All right, so I, I have a couple of opinions. All right, I get on my my little comfortable chair here now. Um, so I ran back in twenty twenty, um, the election that never ended. My wife will tell you forty nine weeks of campaign, yeah. <laughs> stressing on the pain. Um, it was a long year and, and back then the, the city council was not receiving any kind of stipend at all. It was a volunteer position. And my goal here is, is not the stipend. My goal here is to serve the people. Um, the stipend is, it's a nice way to cover some of the expenses that you might incur as a, as a city council person, but it's not expected. Um, I don't. I don't think I would rack up that much of an expense in in a single month, um, nor would I want to. I, I think as a volunteer or you know, as a, a servant here, you want to be cognizant about what's going on and what you're spending money on. But the the goal of setting it at a thousand or, or whatever it is right now, the um, I think that they set it at a level where they wouldn't need to change it for yeah. a while. And and so I, I understand the thought process behind it, the thought process behind putting it where it is. I wish it was done a different way. I wish there was a little bit more transparency to the to the process. Um it was perfectly legal, it was perfectly fine, fits within the charter. And, and I think that staff would also agree uh that it could have been done a different way, a little bit more above board. Uh, not even have to be voted on if it was just mentioned uh, prior to the uh, to the budget being approved, and then months later coming out. Some council members have talked about after paying their paying off the expenses, taking the net of that stipend and actually donating it mm-hmm. to charity, making it then a true volunteer position would yeah. you be up for doing the same thing yeah i've already got a list of 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 the organizations you know i would like to support and you know lucky fund would be one of the top of the list i love uh, the opportunity that our people have and those that are familiar with it's uh with the animal shelter mm-hmm. uh to help offset some of the costs there uh it, it, mission center i mean the list is long um of benefactors that would be able to take uh, advantage of that I've seen on social, you know, it's like this is taxpayer money going to somebody, and then why? Why do you get to choose where it goes? Well, it's ten ninety nine contract money, and 
as long as we're putting it back into our, our city, I think that's a great thing. And, and I would definitely subscribe to that. Amanda's got one more question, and then we're going to close this out with a, uh, with a, a closing statement. Do you intend to take any uh, money from any PACs? Um, so I, I'm a poor man. I don't own my home business. I, these things are expensive. I, I'm taking donations from individuals um, to, to help offset some of the costs from this. And then if there's a, a PAC that is local, uh, I would be fine accepting a, a cash donation from them. Uh, for example, the the Arbor, uh, Arlington Board of Realtors, um, is covers not only Arlington, but Mansfield, all the way down into Ellis County. Um, and uh, if if they were to offer some sort of company, you know, the, the, uh, pieces of support, uh, I would not shy away from that because they're local and, and they want to support a good candidate. It's the outside money that really concerns me. Uh, there's years past, there's been different people that would promote and put in money uh, in different ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody has an opinion. Everybody can support who they want to inside or outside of, of the, the city. But it starts to raise some eyebrows. And I'm, I'm real concerned about the, the outside support financially or in kind, right? Um, where it, it starts to just not feel good anymore. I think the goal here is to have an election where the citizens of Mansfield can pick and and vote for a candidate that they can see supporting them and and their challenges in the future. Scott Bowman, you're running for place three for the Mansfield City Council. The microphone is open. Uh, if you want to give out any information or, or a closing statement, uh, do you have a website? Do you have Facebook, TikTok, uh, uh, whatever you want? Uh, the mic is yours. Address the, uh, the listening All audience. All right. So Scott Bowman running for Mansfield City Council, place three. I would love your support. Uh, this round here, election day is May 6th and early voting starts, uh, on April 24th. Uh, I'll be out at the polls. If you want to visit with me, I'll be there. Would love to, to speak with you, uh, hear about your concerns and love to know what your vision for Mansfield is. Uh, I don't plan on doing this forever. Um, I want to get in and be effective. And when I realize that I'm not making a change anymore, happy to pass that baton on. I'm not a politician. I'm not a lifelong want to be here forever guy. I do think that I have a unique skill set that is not on the council now. I'm an IT guy. I I think through things with uh, a process. Uh, I'm a data guy. I make decisions based off of data. And in the same breath, I'm going to say I'm president of the parks board and quality of life is very important to me. Uh, Open space, green space, using our, our city's land appropriately is very important to me. And so while I make decisions with data and will be able to back up my decisions with uh, graphs and charts, I also have a big heart and want to make sure that we take care of our people and our land and the future residents of Mansfield as well. My website is bowmanformansfield.com. Again, I'm cheap. I don't pay for a website. I got a link tree. Yeah. It changes all the time. Go out and visit it. Uh, because I'll move things around, add things all the time. Um, I'm just trying to get the information out to the people as quick as I can, as accurately as I can. Scott Bowman, Scott with one T. One T. And appreciate you being here. Good luck on May 6th. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Thank you.